1: Feels so unlike everybody else alone In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know But no, he knows the code It's not about the salary
2: It's all about reality And making some noise Making a story Making sure his click stays up That means when he puts it down is picking it up Let's go to and see. Anyway, he never really talks much, never conserves status, but still even is star struck. Humble through opportunities given despite the fact that many misjudge him because he makes a living from writing rest. Put it together himself, got a picture connects. Never asking for someone's help. How to get some respect. he's only focused on what he wrote. His will is beyond reach, and now it all unfolds. Skill up in is twenty percent. eleven
3: oh seven. Thanks for being with us today on a terrific Thursday. Open. I don't know if I decide I want the rain to hold off or to come. I need some rain. Yeah, I need rain. But I don't need it right right now. Why? We're inside. It's not well, going to affect us right now. Well, if it'll stop. I need to get out and about and do some things in the yard later. And I don't want to do it in the rain. Anyway, that's really beside the point. Uh, we're here to talk about sports and fun stuff, and we've got some guests coming up. This will be a busy hour, actually. We have uh, a couple, three, I guess, guests coming up still. Two this hour. Two this hour and one next hour. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, should we talk about Razorback Sports? Should. Are they playing baseball? Oh. Yes, no. Shame. Are you over it yet? Yeah.
0: Okay, that was good. Yeah, good good bounce back. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O' Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O' Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O' Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and
3: style. All right, Wes, you got any updates from track and field?
4: Right, nothing from today. Kerry McLeod won the triple, or the long jump yesterday, and uh, he swept indoor and outdoor as Arkansas goes 1-2. They're the first time ever for Arkansas to go 1-2. Back in 1984, Mike Conley, heard of that dude, right? Mm-hmm. And Mike Davis went 1-3. But yesterday, Arkansas goes
3: 1-2. Mike won the NCAA long jump too, huh? Mm-hmm. Did he triple jump then also? Uh,
4: I think he got the double that year, yep. That's
3: impressive. Uh, I got a note here about the two jumpers. They're both Tennessee transfers, and I was told that the Tennessee track assistant came to Arkansas, a Tennessee track assistant, uh, as Tennessee changed head coaches. As a volunteer assistant, he'll get paid as of July 1st. They added a new assistant position for track and field.
4: Billy writes on the First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line about the women today. They are the big favorite. Britton Wilson will look to win the 400 meters and the 400-meter hurdles, which is almost unheard of.
3: Yeah, there's like 30 or 40 minutes in between qualifications at times. It's insane what she'll have to pull off.
4: Yeah, 30 minutes afterwards. And uh, Tim Wright said uh, she'll turn pro after this meet.
3: I was reading a feature about her. She's a remarkable talent, there's no doubt. Uh, Razorback news for football, and we mentioned this earlier, I want to credit Matt Jones from Whole Hog Sports, but the 24 schedules, we wait for that to come out. Arkansas is only guaranteed to play Missouri at this point. That's going to be their permanent for next year in that eight-game eight league schedule. Um, and the A&M game's up in the air, and Hunter Jurczyk says that if they don't play A&M, that will be the end of the contract in Arlington, and he says that they would consider playing more games there in the future against uh, an opponent to be named later. But if they do play there next year, it'll be a home game for A&M, but it will be in Arlington.
4: This person on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line suggests they play the Texas Longhorns in Arlington.
3: I'll be okay with that. I'm not. It's too big of a game. I want it home. Yeah, I home. Yeah, conference games, maybe not. But I I think that non-con game there may be okay, especially if they do a stay at an eight-game schedule. Uh, I saw a story today online as well that uh, they were talking about Rocco's Pizza up in Omaha. That's the shot place where they do all the jello shots. Yeah. Um, they were saying how much they're missing a couple of their competitors from last year. Ole Miss ended up winning the title with 18,777 shots at Rocco's. Arkansas was in contention for a long time before they got bounced out and the Ole Miss fans made a big push late. Fans accounted for an absurd $84,500 worth of purchases. In the end, the restaurant donated sixty-two grand of its total 140000 to charity. Arkansas did its part as well. Uh, Arkansas, let's see, what did they end up with? Over 8,000 maybe? Maybe more than that. Maybe they had 12,000. Anyway, I think Arkansas finished second. But regardless, I guess they're hopeful that TCU will do its part if they end up getting there or Indiana State or whomever. But uh, that's going to be a huge loss for them. No Ole Miss, no Arkansas. Yeah. they they're, They
4: desperately desperately need lsu to win their super regional
3: maybe we should take odds on who we think will win the shot contest at Rocco's. if in fact i'm gonna I'm say wake forest out texas stanford out texas travels very well no i think texas will travel well they don't seem like a big shot school to me. i don't know why still seems a little bit uppity to me eh,
4: it's all about pride and money and they got a lot of pride and they got a lot of money
3: LSU, if they make it, or Kentucky, I feel good about their chances to be in the mix. I
4: think LSU would be a
3: one seed. Without a doubt. Yeah. Tennessee would be pretty good, I would think. Yeah. Um, They're playing Southern Miss this week. I think Southern Miss would do just fine. Yeah. South Carolina, Florida. Eh. Uh, Duke, Virginia, Oregon, Oral Roberts, Indiana State, TCU. None of those really moved the needle for me.
4: TCU fans were rowdy. There weren't a ton of them, but they were loud. I would go LSU 1, Texas 2,
3: Tennessee 3 is my top three shots taken schools. Yeah, I just don't see it. I think the Texas faithful will be there, though, in large numbers. What about a Alabama ends up upsetting Wake Forest? They travel well. I, yeah, I'll go with that. That would be a remarkable story. To have a gambling scandal in the oh middle God. of your season, your coach gets fired, fired and you make it to the World Series. That's almost crazier than Ole Miss trying to fire their coach midseason last year. And then go into the World Series and win the whole thing.
4: I would love to have an insider to talk about that program because that would would firing the coach. Did that change this team? Because on you look at their record after the firing, it did. Was it something about him that they didn't like? Did they know what was going on? Is it just a coincidence that he was fired and they started playing so well? It's, it's odd.
3: It is. Uh, At the Canadian Open, which they are playing, the RBC Canadian Open, Roy McIlroy is going for his third straight Canadian Open victory. He will be the first player to win three straight tournaments at the same location or in the same event since Steve Stricker did it in 2009 and 2011 at the John Deere Classic. Tiger did it in the Buick four straight, the Bridgestone in 05-07, and the WGC uh, CA championship 05-07. Not shocking, I suppose, that Tiger did it a few times. But Steve Cirker the last to do it, so it would be significant. He is off to a one-under start. The leaders are at five-under last I saw. And so, obviously, Rory's got a lot on his plate this week, and he's trying to compete at a high level as well. More on the uh, – and we're going to hear from Rory in just a second, by the way. Pretty lengthy combination of uh, quotes from his press conference yesterday, first time he spoke about the Live PGA deal. Uh, apparently um, – this is Michael McCarthy of Front Office Sports, told told by a media executive that no one had an, a blanking clue the merger was going to happen. So the TV stuff's a little bit up in the air, too. The PJ Tour has media deals in place with CBS, NBC, Golf Channel, ESPN. Multiple executives for those networks were left completely in the dark in the merger. You would think your TV folks might be looped in. It's unclear what the vision for the future is for now, that the three major golf leagues have combined forces. And I think we all understand at this point that they're planning on running them separately, or at least that's our expectation. And so I don't know if that the Live guys think that means they're going to get better opportunities for television, or what's going to happen there. But it is a really weird scenario. And of course, then you got Rory talking about how he hopes the Live goes away, and he thinks it will. Meanwhile, this from a Live tour official: um, We know the big picture. We don't know the details because this is the beginning of the merger process. There's just a lot to be worked through in the coming weeks. I think a lot of our questions will be answered. Live is not going anywhere. We are, and we will continue to be, a standalone entity. Hmm. It is business as usual for us this year and beyond. There's also some suggestions that they are going to be able to, they think, recruit and steal away a couple more of the high-profile players, so... I'm not sure how much better off we are anyway.
4: So, to me, that sounds like the Live Tour will continue with a limited schedule, but now these guys on the Live Tour will be able to come back and play on the PGA Tour in selected events.
3: But they got to pay to get back. Fines. Yes. But again, they got plenty of money to pay fines. I'm sure the Live Tour could uh, s- supplement that, right? I-, I liked your idea about fines and putting the fines in the pockets of the players who stood up for the tour and try to keep guys. You know, intact with the with the tour, um, as opposed to maybe giving it to charity or just leaving it in the PGA coffers.
4: But are the players okay with taking that money? Because that was part of their stance; they didn't want to take that money in the beginning because it was.
3: Well, if they want to get paid going forward, they're all going to be taking that money. So you might as well get the biggest piece of the Pay pie you now. can at this point. They already screwed you; you already got egg on your face. You might as well get some money get paid in the process. Yeah, there's a certain amount of money we're all put up with any kind of ridicule. Uh, I don't know if those guys are willing to do that. If you want to weigh in on that, feel free. Here's Rory. This is about a four-minute clip talking about everything. I'll get David in here real quick before we dive into that. What's up, David?
5: Okay, I'll, I'll try to make this quick because i got a lot to say on this, but I'll, I'll reserve it for a later date. Uh, I just wanted to say something about the uh, PGA deal. Uh, I feel like the PGA, Monaghan, whoever's in charge, I, I believe they panicked when uh, Kepka won the tournament. Uh, and they had several in the top 20. Uh, I I don't know why they would panic like that, but I understand what they did because it's going to mean more money for everybody. Anybody that doesn't think it'll mean more money for the PGA executives also has got to be a nut. So I understand all of that, but they panicked. If they had just held on for another year or two, Nobody, the average golfer that pays attention every Sunday, just like I do, even the Canadian Open, the Mexican Open, or whatever they call that, if no names are at the top and it's still close, I'm going to watch to see who will under pressure or who doesn't because we love the game of golf and played it some. Mm-hmm. But these people do not give a rip about the Lil, the average American golfer. If you if you want to see who won uh, last week, currently, uh, on Sunday, or or Monday, you have to go to page six on the sports page because it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. And if they had just waited, money is one thing, but these guys love attention and notoriety, they would have begun filtering back. And all of this would not have been necessary whatsoever. I read Bill Plasky this morning, and he said exactly the same thing. It's the same thing I thought. If they had just waited, none of this would have had to happen. Uh, and I applaud Roy because we know how he feels. He's going to get more money too, so he's he's kind of uh, cushioning this a little bit. But he does not like welcoming the other guys back that left, and I cannot blame him whatsoever. And I really have become a Roy McElroy. Man, even though he's what I consider a quote foreigner, not anymore to me. Mm-hmm. I'm on Rory's team from now on, and that's all I got to say.
3: Thanks, David. I appreciate it. I've always been pro Rory, so I'm going to root for him to win again.
4: Always. I don't think Liv was going anywhere though. I don't think you could wait him out.
3: Hmm. I don't think I don't know I don't know how they had a path to social relevance. I don't just
4: think you have to have a social relevance to continue going. They no. could
3: have kept, continued playing in the dark. They could have kept, forever. Yeah, they could have, and they could have kept losing money. And again, I think they got tired of losing money. Who? The people that were dumping the money into it. The PIF.
4: They they're paying a ton of money to own the PGA Tour.
3: Yeah, but there's going to be a return, Wes. That's the difference. There's no return on the live tour. And they well, had enough money
2: to do it for a long time. Well, this was their end game, and they got it.
3: Yeah. I'm with him. I, I think, they think maybe they came
2: in,
4: out, weakened their opponent by stealing their golfers. And then was able to buy the tour. I think the
3: PGA Tour panicked too I'm with him. There may have been a tipping point where you had so few of the stars, and clearly, like the top 25 players are yeah. all on the Live Tour. That's different, but I didn't see I didn't see that necessarily going to happen. I don't know. Maybe it was Roe. Hey, what's
1: up?
6: Hey, buddy. All
1: right, no, uh I don't talk much golf, but check me out. I think uh, Live won in this whole situation, and the PGA Tour looks looks extremely terrible in my opinion and hear me out on this I remember the rumors I don't know uh, how true they were but Liv was ready to offer a billion dollars to Tiger Woods to step over PGA Tour talked the no matter of that uh, PGA Tour talked all these dudes out of going to get the money just for the PGA Tour to turn around and go get the money uh, mm-hmm. that last guy that called in uh, I think you're a little off key I think you're a little off off of what you need to be I don't think there's a golfer in the PGA Tour that should like the PGA and the people who ran the PGA right now. Uh, that whole th- that whole shit you just did about Rory McIlroy, you got respect for him. No, Rory got duped by the PGA, and those dudes who left for the bread—that's a smart move. And y'all y'all said about the notoriety or whatever. And I'ma just ask you this: if if I said, hey, you have two hundred million dollars, and you get to choose whether everybody know you or nobody knows your name, what you gonna pick?
3: $200 million? Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. I agree, but I'm just saying...
1: I don't, I don't want nobody to know me. Yeah, no, you know I get that. Saying?
3: Yeah, you're right. And there's nothing negative to say about Rory in my book. He stuck up yeah. for the tour that made him rich, and that's the right. right thing to do. I I appreciate the loyalty. I respect the loyalty. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, he wasn't... I don't think he knew the whole story either.
1: Wrong. I was probably wrong for banging on Rory, but at the same time, you can't champion Rory and still support the PGA, because really, the PGA screwed Rory out mm-hmm. of the book.
3: Yeah, they do. I'm guessing so, that Roe to keep the peace, they'll find a way to make this right. There's plenty of money from those folks. And now that they're funding the, the PGA tour, they need guys like Rory to be happy. He's the number three player in the world. Anyway, yeah, thanks for the yeah, call. Baby. All right. All right, see you, Ro. Here's Rory. I'll let him speak in his own words. And uh there's a there's a quote going around regarding Rory from a, a live official, I don't know if it's the same guy that I just quoted. Uh, I don't, I've not confirmed that it's a legitimate quote, but it's a pretty funny one, so I'm going to tell you what it is after we're done with this Rory part.
7: I know you and many other golfers were offered substantial amounts of money to join LIV. I was never offered oh, any money.
4: Oh, my apologies. Uh, should the golfers who maybe stayed loyal and turned down LIV, should they be made whole financially?
7: <laughs> I mean, the simple answer is yes. The complex answer is how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Right, and that's all that's all gray area and up up, up in the air at the minute, but yeah, there's you know, it's hard to it's hard for me to not sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb and you know, feeling like I've put myself out there and this is what happens again. Removing myself from the situation, I see how this is better for the game of golf, there's no denying that, but for me as an individual, yeah, I there's just gonna have to be conversations that are had. What do you say to fans who are disappointed in this deal? But it's not live, I think that's the thing. I still hate live, Mm -hmm. like I hate live. Like I I hope it goes away and I would fully expect that it does. Um, And I think that's where the distinction here is. This is the PJ Tour, the DP World Tour and the PIF. Very different from Liv. All I've got, tried to do is protect what the PGA Tour is and what the PGA Tour stands for. And I think it will continue to, to do that. Um, so, look, going forward, I hope that there's, you know, there may be a team element and you're going to see maybe me, maybe whoever else play in some sort of team golf, but I don't think it'll look anything like Liv has looked, and I think that's a good thing.
4: Do you still have confidence in Jay Monahan as commissioner of the PGA?
7: Yeah, I, I do. Um, and look, I, I've dealt with Jay a lot closer than a lot of those guys have. And, and um, from where we were a couple of weeks ago to where we are today, I think the future of the PGA Tour looks brighter. As a as a whole, as an entity, um, you know what that looks like for individual players in terms of keeping a tour card, and you know bringing players back into the fold, and then that you know sacrifices other people. That's that's where the anger comes from, right? And I and I am I understand that, and like I. There, there still has to be consequences to actions. You know, the people that left the PGA Tour irreparably harmed this tour, started litigation against it. Like, we can't just welcome them back in. Like, that's not going to happen. And I think that was the one thing that Jay was trying to get across yesterday. Like, guys, we're not just going to bring these guys back in and pretend like nothing's happened. Like, that is not going to happen. So, um, I do have confidence in him. I think you you ask the people around him that deal with him in a business sense whether it's the directors of the board of the PGA Tour or the title sponsors that he deals with I mean he you know he seems to be a very impressive individual when it comes to when it comes to business you know I think ultimately when I try to remove myself from the situation and I look at the bigger picture and I look at 10 years down the line you know I think ultimately this is going to be um, it's going to be good for the, the the game of professional golf. I think it secures the, uh, it unifies it and it and it secures its its financial future. So, um, you know, there's there's mixed emotions in there as well uh, as, as there's going to be. I don't understand all the intricacies of what's going on. It's a very there's a lot of ambiguity. There's a lot of things still to be um, sort of thrashed out. But um, at least it means that. The litigation goes away, which has been a massive burden for everyone um, that's involved with the tour and that's playing the tour, uh, and we can start to work toward, you know, some sort of way of of unifying the game at the at the elite level.
3: One thing I think it's safe to say is that Rory and some of the players, and maybe even Jay Monaghan, have a certain perspective on what's going to happen next and what the future holds. And that folks who are connected to the Live Tour maybe have a little different perspective on the same thing. Yes. This is a quote I've seen in multiple locations today, and it is being attributed to Alan Shipnuck, who many of you have probably heard of before. Uh, he was told by a Live executive, he was talking about the future, he said, Now we can finally get Hideki and John Rahm. I would say every big name on the PGA Tour will get an offer, except Rory. Nobody wants that little B on their team. And by B, You know what I'm talking about. Um, And if they're going to let him play on both tours, look, I never considered the European tour to be a competing tour. No. It was just another tour. Mm -hmm. This PGA has always been the ultimate. And so they can play the live tour for the money and the PGA tour for the notoriety. may be able to have the best both worlds if you're a guy like John Rahm. But Rory doesn't look like he's going to get an opportunity to play over there. And look, I don't blame him if they don't want to welcome him in. They don't necessarily need him. Um... But again, I don't know why or how. It doesn't change anything for me. I don't know how the live model is sustainable. Unless you get a major TV contract. Or well, they're going to have it now.
4: What? They will have it now. What? Because they're going to be under the umbrella
3: of the PGA. Yeah, but it's not the same. Con- it's going to have to be a separate contract. It's a completely different deal.
4: Sure. They'll get it now. Because the networks won't be afraid to compete with the uh, or go to uh, against the PGA Tour's wishes. Now the PGA Tour is part of it, and they'll be accepting. And all the great players are going to be playing in these events, that's assuming, so you want to televise that's it. That's assuming
3: now, a lot with all the unknowns. But it does make sense. You're right. I will give you that. It is logical. Definitely improves their chances.
4: I would say CW Network has it for a little bit longer, and that's it.
3: Yeah, I would say. Uh, if you want to be relevant again, that ain't the place to be. With all due respect, I love CW. Gwentie Chevrolet
4: has got a lot of respectability. They've been doing it for years, and they've been treating people right for years. They're going to make sure you get a good deal and you feel good about it right now. They've got a bunch of 2023s on the lot, and they're ready to get rid of them. In fact, they have to get rid of them because the 2024s are arriving. So they got some great incentives for you to take one of those cars off their lot. Go to the website, GuantyChevrolet.com, take a look at all the deals, take a look at all the inventory, find the car you want, then go to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville, and maybe no payment for 90 days, maybe no payment for 120 days for some of the cars they have out there. They're going to make sure they make this happen because they are desperate to get rid of these 2023s. Go to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and visit our friends at Guadney Chevrolet.
2: Listen for Birthday Trivia in the Zone with Justin and Wes, presented by Elia's Mexican Grill in Morrillton, home of the Chocolate Nachos. Take exit 108 for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day.
0: This is SportsCenter.
2: Yesterday in the NBA, it was announced that the Suns are exploring trades for Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. Paul, who turned 38 in May, will possibly be waived if a trade partner cannot be found. In the NBA Finals last night, the Nuggets took Game 3, beating the Heat 109-94 as Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray made history, becoming the first teammates to ever have a 30-point triple-double in the same game. Jokic had 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists, while Murray had 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Denver now holds a 2-1 lead in the series. Game 4 of the Finals will be tomorrow. And this morning in the NFL, it was announced that the Vikings would cut Dalvin Cook if they could not find a trade partner by the end of Friday. Cook has had over 1,000 yards in four straight seasons. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz. Radio Network. Courtney Ballantyne here for The Butcher Shop. Hold up there. Everyone knows I've always been the paid spokesperson for The Butcher Shop, where you'll find me on most evenings enjoying one of their delicious charcoal grilled steaks. But hope. I'm here to talk about their lunch specials every Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 2. Wait, what? The Butcher Shop is now open for lunch, too? Yeah, and they have a rotating meat selection every day, as well as everyone's favorite Steak Burger Fridays on the last Friday of the month. What are we waiting for? Let's go to The Butcher Shop Steakhouse for lunch and dinner. Yeah
5: Hey, it's Roger Scott from a friends at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton and their summer auto loan specials that's available for all five counties that Alcoa serves. Interest rates as low as 2.49%. Take the summer off and make no payments for 90 days. Or how about 84 months financing? Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models or you can refinance your current auto loan. Go to AlcoaCommunityFCU.org and apply securely online today. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton, now serving Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry counties.
0: Well- Welcome back to The Zone. Did we say something
3: stupid or wrong? Uh, it is Stevie Wonder's birthday. The
4: Jamie Foxx movie was awesome.
3: The Jamie Foxx movie. We L- replaced...
4: was Ray Charles. Let us know by hitting us up through live fan
0: feedback or on the text line. Now, back to the mostly correct
4: Zone. <laughs> Big O Tires, two great locations. Cabin and Conway, great selection of tires. All the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. The Big O' Tires, they also have the latest technology to keep your vehicle running better than ever. You can't call yourself a tire store if you don't do alignments. At Big O' Tires in Conway and Cabot, they do complimentary alignment checks. Brakes? Yep, they do that too. Also ask about their free shuttles. Big O' Tires more than just a tire store. Cabot, it's Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger and Conway, their own Hark Rider. Big O Tires, the team we trust.
3: You can call yourself a tire store if you don't do alignments, Wes. You just it doesn't make it so. It doesn't make you it You can call yourself a anything tree. you want, right? Yeah. You can call yourself anything. I could call myself uh, an Our orthopedic doctor? surgeon, but it doesn't make it true. Uh, we are joined by one, though, on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, Dr. Larry O'Malley joining us. Doc, welcome back. How are you?
8: I'm good. Thanks, guys.
3: If you weren't an, uh, an orthopedic surgeon, what would you do for a living, you think? No, it had to be outside uh, the medical field.
8: Yeah, I would actually probably build classic cars.
3: Okay, I mean, awesome. okay. Yeah. You know, Butch Jones went off the rails on us a little bit earlier today, and that is a left fielder right there. Build classic cars. What's your background with mechanics?
8: Uh, I mean, that's essentially what I do for a living, right? I'm a human carpenter, <laughs> so I figured I could probably do it on metal if I had to. I don't, but... I could probably learn.
3: Do you like? Are you a car guy? Are you a car aficionado? Uh,
8: I am. I am. Uh, I, I guess so. Yeah. How about that? Do you have an old car? I do. I have two '66 Mustang Fastback. Look at wow. you!
3: That's phenomenal. I had no idea. You? All do, kinds of stuff today. Do, do you tinker with them, or yeah. do you do you trust the professionals on that? I
8: try to, but every time I try to, I realize it's better off just paying somebody else to do it.
3: Yeah, so. <laughs> a, I saw a friend of mine was talking about this. His son is uh, going to school to be a mechanic, and he's like, you know, when I was a kid, I was always interested in that thing, but I was always afraid if I took it apart, I couldn't get it back together. And I'm like, that's me, dude. So like, I would never mess with anything like that. I'd like to leave it to the pros. Of course, I'm the same way with human bodies, though, Doc. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken one person apart.
8: There you go.
2: What's your favorite classic car? Your dream car. Uh,
8: my dream car. So I would love to own like a... 65 or 66 gt350 uh shelby um so and we're in the process of building a, a one of those mustangs that's being built right now that'll be kind of a modern version of modern drivetrain in an old car so it should be pretty cool when it gets done
3: that's fun is your wife interested in this hobby or she just kind of leave you alone on this
8: she leaves me alone she's gotcha. just like do it every month
3: so. <laughs> I, I like it <laughs>
4: Uh, I want to ask you about a uh, torn labrum in the shoulder. That's uh, a lot of Razorback fans, baseball fans, are uh, curious about this because of Peyton Stovall uh, tore his labrum. He's going to have to have surgery. What's that look for him uh, over the next couple of months? Fall ball next year? Dealing with this?
8: Yeah. So fall, so surgery. You're playing at least six weeks after surgery. Uh, starting therapy about that period of time, um, and then working on strengthening and stretching your shoulder out after that labral repair. I mean, fall ball is normally out uh, from my shoulder labrum. I tell them no real baseball for at least six months, and I like my contact athletes. so like my football players. I like to wait nine months um, before I, they get hit um, just to get them back. I don't always have the luxury of that time, but like in a perfect world, that's how long we'd want to wait in terms of really returning them. But for him, from a baseball standpoint, ball ball's probably out but ready for next season without much problem.
3: This may be a dumb question, Doc, but it won't be the first one I've ever asked you. What, what is a cause for a labrum injury? Is it overuse or is there something else to it?
8: Yeah, so it's interesting me with a lot of baseball players, a lot of baseball players with no shoulder pain do have small labral tears and they tolerate them just fine. I, I tell my, my throwers um, that if I want a reason to operate on them, I will just get an MRI because they all have some tears <laughs> in their shoulder. It's, they get to tear to the point that now it's symptomatic and where it hurts, or their shoulder's unstable where it's sliding out of the socket. So that mm. labrum is a bumper that keeps the ball in the socket, and so when you tear it, the ball's now sliding around where um, it feels unstable or it can actually dislocate.
3: Yeah, I can't have my ball sliding around. What about prevention, then? Let's talk about that. How do you prevent this from happening?
8: Yeah, so um, biggest thing is strengthening particularly the the little rotator cuff muscles around the shoulder and also the the scapular muscles, the the shoulder blade muscles. Um, So that's what therapy focuses on. I have multiple football players right now with uh, labral tears in their shoulders that we're trying to just rehab um, to get them through the season. Um, And so depending on their sport and like football for example you can you can lock them down or you can put them in a brace you see these uh, uh college and nfl players and braces on their on their arm and that's keeping them so their shoulder doesn't go into the position where it feels unstable um so that's how you kind of protect them but really you prevent them by just trying to keep their shoulder as strong as you can
3: and what about for you have a labrum in your hip too right correct okay so what about for prevention and, and things there What what are the same kind of idea same kind of concept
8: Correct, yeah, and then stretching. It's interesting enough, so the, the labrum in the hip actually doesn't really provide as much stability. So the hip sockets so much deeper, so the bone provides the stability for the hip. The shoulder, the, lab, the shoulder is so flat, the socket so flat, in the shoulder that the bumper, the labrum, is much more, provides stability. But in the hip, it actually helps keep the fluid between the ball and the socket. That's what the labrum is, and the hip is more of a gasket. Um, And so because that actually reduces friction um, as much as cartilage reduces, it actually reduces the friction on the cartilage by having fluid between the cartilage. So that labrum actually keeps the fluid between the ball and the socket of the hip to reduce the wear on the hip. So that's what the laborman in the hip does. It actually kind of serves a little different function in the shoulder. Gotcha.
4: Rangers got some bad news earlier this week. Jacob DeGrom is going to have to have uh, Tommy John surgery. He says that he wants to try to be back next year and help in helping a uh, potential playoff run with the Rangers. Is that possible?
8: Yeah, it's possible. Um, it's interesting when you look at recovery in, the, in uh, Major League Baseball, a lot of it's based off where they're at in the contract. Um, and that they may take over a year to recover. And I think that's more by choice than it is by uh, necessity. Recovery is really nine months to a year. So, I mean, he could be ready this time next year. Um, so, potentially, the second half of the season, that's a very reasonable time period to come back for him. But you do see some of these uh, pitchers, they definitely wait and, and take a year and a half off um, and would be the following season to come back.
4: Yeah, you know, like uh, Dylan Carter with the Razorbacks, I saw where he had his in uh, May. Uh, But they're not expecting him to pitch next year. Is that being just kind of being smart with a younger? They're not
3: expecting, or they think there's a chance.
4: I thought the the, what the story I read. They're not expecting him to pitch.
8: Hmm. I mean, I think it's just they're kind of probably. I think it's a little too early to tell. Uh, I think a year is a reasonable time period to come back. You can get them back a little faster depending on how hard they want to work. Um, But it it may be they're just trying to set that like find a tailor expectations mm. and see how he looks next year. May's the really early, like if you think a year, well, a year from May is really the middle of the season towards the end of the season. So it's, it, is they're going to gain much by pushing him back right at the end of the season to pitch? Probably not. So that's probably why they're saying, yeah, next season's probably out too due to the fact that it was May where if it was March, maybe there's a chance you have him back, but that's probably the downside of where, you, where the timing is you really do need almost a year uh, for most athletes.
4: What sports injuries are you dealing with right now?
8: Um, it's Just a little bit of everything. Um, we have some, some shoulders. I do a lot. I mean, I, I see a lot of hips right now. I have a lot of my high school and college students uh, want hip surgery now, so we do a lot of hip surgeries during summer break. Um, and then we're, we, we see some ACLs, but we don't have with the, with the dead, dead, uh, dead period and whatnot. Thankfully, we don't see as many ACL injuries this time of the year, um, but they'll start coming around here in the summer and into the fall.
4: What would you suggest to parents to, you know, during the summer to get their kids ready for the fall sports, whether it's volleyball, football? What do the, the athletes need to be doing right now?
8: Yeah, uh, biggest thing is, and particularly for like football, is acclimating and making sure that the kids are getting in a good. Um, uh, good cardiovascular workouts on a, at least biweekly or, or more often than that. So when they go to summer camp, they're not uh, heat, not being running or doing anything like that. And so not just lifting, but getting outside and getting a good um, cardio workout, I think is very important. Um, staying stretched out, um, particularly for like our volleyball players. Um, and then just not overdoing it. I have some athletes that kind of have to tailor their expectations right now and say, look, our goal is to have you ready for the fall. And so pushing ourselves right now is not gaining as much um, and so making sure they don't do too much, particularly if they do have a small injury and, and that word gets exacerbated as they're coming up on the season.
4: You know, Justin knows and, and my daughter's playing volleyball. It's crazy. Uh, the, the summer workouts that they have, I mean, they're, they're going a lot during the summer. Of course they have a two week dead period that's mandated by the triple A, but it's, it's basically keeping them in shape and so that they're ready when the fall gets here. Yeah, I guess it's kind of not right. like the old days.
8: Right. I mean, I think that's very good. It's just making sure we also don't overdo it too. There's like, there's finding that right uh, mix of where we want to keep them in shape, but we don't want to make them work too hard this time of the year where they're not ready for the season or they're overused by the time they get to the season. Hmm. So that's where just kind of tailoring it to your athlete. Um, But particularly I see in football players, making sure that they're at least getting um, enough of a cardio workout so they're ready for summer practice. So they're not just being scorched by the heat when they're outside in summer camp.
3: Interesting. Doc, appreciate it. We'll let you go. Appreciate yep. the time. UAMShealth.com slash orthopedics for more information. You can call for same or next day appointment, 501-526-1046. Stay cool. Talk to you soon. Sounds
8: good. Right. Thanks, guys.
3: Very good. Mechanic, human, and car, Dr. O'Malley. Uh, speaking of cars, our friends at Guatney Chevrolet are here for you on a warm day. If you want to get out there and... Uh, Check out some of the vehicles they've got to offer. New Blazers, Equinox, Trail Blazers, Traverse, new Silverados with the 2.7 Turbo Max all on site at Guadney Chevrolet. Find the vehicle you want, get financed through Guadney Chevrolet, get a good deal on your trade, and get great service too. And also they're offering 90 days plus with no payments. You can go out there for details and get more information uh, or go to their website, Guadianschevrolet.com. They've also got great pre-owned vehicles, and they will take care of you on your trade if you are trading something in. Or if you're just trying to sell a vehicle and don't need to buy one, maybe you got an extra car. Maybe Doc's like, you know what, I need to get rid of one of these uh, Fastbacks out of my, my garage you can go out there to Gwady, and They'll take care of you and give you a good offer on the spot right then. Go see them. We have been dealing with them for a long time, and they've been dealing with the public since 1957, folks. They've got it down to a science, and they are in the science of... Uh, putting smiles on faces and having happy customers drive away. Goodbye and see our friends at Squatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville, the Gregory Street exit. Frank Scott Jr., Little Rock Mayor, joining us on the other side. Summer is
4: here, and it's the beginning of Saracen sports car giveaways. Play at Saracen all this month for a chance to win a hot, hot Mustang convertible courtesy of Trotter Ford. Start your summer in style at Saracen Casino, where you can qualify to win one of America's favorite summer sports cars, the Ford Mustang Convertible. Take the short trip to the only Arkansas casino where someone will win a Mustang convertible.
5: Saracen
4: Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call
3: It's just an acre for Certa Pro painters, and I get so excited when I get a chance to call my friends at Certa Pro and tell them I've got a new project for them. Certa Pro can help take your idea for a project and make it even better. The good thing is, you know you can get on the schedule and get that project started quickly. But it is starting to fill up fast, so you need to get on the schedule ASAP with my friends at Certa Pro. Each Certa Pro painter's business is independently owned and operated. These folks live in your community and want to help you get the best paint job possible. Schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Certa with. See,
6: if you haven't stopped by Arch Marine lately, you are literally missing the boat. And no boat is complete without a Tihatsu motor. Arch Marine in North Little Rock has them ranging from three and a half to 140 horsepower. That's Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Take the Levy exit.
9: Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash.
4: Congratulations to Justin Crutchmer of Lake Hamilton High School and Presley Gibbons of Bryant High School for being named the All-Arkansas Preps Outstanding Players of the Year in Wrestling as chosen by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. They are among the 400 Arkansas High School athletes who will be honored at the All-Arkansas Preps Award Banquet on Saturday, June 10th, sponsored by CHI St. Vincent. The event is emceed by Steve Sullivan with special guest David Basil and keynote speaker World Cup champion
6: Carly Lloyd. find out more about the athletes selected or to purchase your tickets for the event, visit All-Arkansas.com. You're
0: back in the zone. You know, we disagree on things from time to time, but one thing's for sure. I'm a Arkansas Razorback fan.
3: <laughs> what do they
2: say now? here? woo pigs.
3: Now let's root for those hogs and stay tuned. To the zone. It is eleven forty-eight. We're gonna go right to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and talk to uh, Little Rock Mayor Frank Scott Jr. in two seconds. Uh, real quick, want to remind everybody that if you haven't been catching it, you should. From the short grass, tomorrow, um, Trey Schaap doing great work on that. If you missed it, I guess it's already posted from the previous airing, but it was on Wednesday initially, Wednesday night, and airs again tomorrow morning. Uh, Trey sat down with a guy you might have heard of, probably hits a golf ball a long ways because he hits a baseball a mile. Albert Pujols tomorrow morning at 5.30 on From the Shortgrass. Next week, Hall of Fame pitcher John Smoltz. Trey's been on a roll with From the Shortgrass. Great podcast and he's got some spectacular guests so make sure you check it out. Um, let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage hotline talk to the mayor. Frank Scott Jr. Mayor, how are you?
10: I'm doing well. How about you, still?
3: We're good. Good. It's kind of starting to get into the doldrums for us. We've got a few more weeks or a few more games I should say of the NBA Finals and then we'll be in... Uh, major league baseball mode we were all kind of disappointed the Razorback baseball season came to an end a little bit early and i'm sure you probably were as well
10: yeah definitely hate to see them uh, get out pretty early but you know we love the Razorbacks and what they're doing and continue to have a stellar program
3: so i was talking to the guys earlier i, I keep uh driving through these neighborhoods or i occasionally drive through neighborhoods on my way home that were devastated around the rodney param area By the tornado. When you drive through, the cleanup has really made some progress, but the rebuild still has a long, long way to go. And we said from the beginning, Mayor, this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, we got many miles ahead of us. It's pretty clear to me.
10: No, we clearly do. Uh, One of the things that we have to focus on uh, from a resident standpoint, the city uh, up until May 13th, from March 31st to May 13th, all of the pickups received 100% reimbursement rate. Um, After May 13th, it was 75% from FEMA. Uh, The city expects to spend close to $10 million in degree pickup. Um, There's a lot that has been picked up. We made some great progress, still, a lot more work to do. Uh, We picked up about 405,000 cubic yards of waste, uh, which would fill 4,000 football fields. Again, 4,000 football fields is what we've already picked up. That's great. And we probably got another 300,000 to go. And so if you recall a couple weeks ago, I shared that if we're going to do a deadline based on the cost and dealing with FEMA of June 11th uh, to, for everyone to get as much as they can to the end of their yards uh, so we can pick up. Clearly, uh, we listened to the feedback for some community members um, that wanted some more time. And so we've extended that deadline. It's now a final deadline of June the 25th. So a few more extra weeks. And so what that means is our private contractor will do one fell swoop on the 25th and just have a, an enormous amount of those big trucks that you've been sending around, and they're gonna try to pick up all of it as best they can that is out at the end of the road on the 25th, so we really can't start rebuilding those neighborhoods back. Uh, there's still uh, some folks who have stuff in their backyards, which is technically private property, but the city is working with the National Conservancy uh, Resource uh, Services, uh, and we just recently received a million dollar grant to help those residents that are having some challenges and getting their mm-hmm. stuff in, out of the back of the yard. And so that's going to be helpful. More news to that later. Uh, but again, there's a lot of work to do, even once we get all the debris picked up. You know, the question is that are people going to take some those who have insurance, take their insurance and rebuild in those particular neighborhoods and things of that nature. And the city's going to have to work on some more infrastructure due to the devastation. Hopefully... Take some of those power lines that are in the air, put them underground for the new developments.
3: Hmm. And as far as donations go, are you still getting donations in? And if so, how are you doing those out?
10: Yes, we're definitely are grateful. Uh, we've already received $540,000. 60% of those dollars are going directly to residents for direct pay assistance. Uh, and so we recently contracted United Way. They're going to be rolling out how. Affected uh, residents will have access to those dollars. The other forty percent of that five hundred forty thousand goes directly to tornado relief organizations that stepped up in the early days of the tornado. Uh, and so we're excited about that work. All of the hundred percent of those donations are going back to the community, and really be excited about that and the, the generosity of everyone.
4: So earlier this week on the news, they were talking about a juvenile curfew. What what what's the hope here? What's the thought behind this?
10: Sure, I think I think we all know the River Market when we initially back in 2019 instituted both permanent and temporary entertainment districts where you know adults can have fun in these kind of uh, curated areas of our city uh, that have restaurants, bars, um, lounges, uh, night events, things of that nature to drink and walk and drink at the same time uh, outside of those particular establishments, but in a curated kind of community area. Uh, which is a big thing. Think about Bill Street, think about Bourbon Street uh, on a medium-sized scale of both of those. Uh, and so what's happened, hey, you know, a lot of people are going to those areas, particularly on the weekend and at nights, which is great, which is what we want. Uh, but what we've seen recently uh, is an influx of minors who are being uh, transported to those areas without their uh, parents or their guardians. And so what it does is it creates a, the issue for our officers who are clearly want to pay attention to our minors, but also they have to pay attention to the possibility of any type of crime, a violent crime in those same areas. And so, uh, clearly the city already has a curfew, and that curfew right now uh, across the entire city for minors is Monday, Thursday, 10 o'clock, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, midnight. The reason why it's midnight, as you remember, uh, or as you may recall, you guys both in high school or or like myself, I was pushing buggies at 11, eleven eleven thirty at the uh, Southwest Little Rock uh, Walmart on Baseline. So you got to be able to get to work and get back home, and, and so that's why we had that curfew. But for specifically for these permanent and temporary um, entertainment districts, we're going to have it to be nine o'clock uh, unless you're with your uh, your parent or your guardian.
3: Mayor Scott, I'm concerned about what's going on down there. That's, a, that's an area, when I first moved here, it was very bright, vibrant. It was kind of up and coming, and there's certainly a lot going on downtown. And, and you know, you talked about the, the juvenile influence there, but there's also obviously construction. We've had three places that have closed there over the last couple of months in the, in the River Market area. And to me, that's a, it's a, as an entertainment district, it's an important part of the city and the makeup. What can you do to try to you know attract businesses there and also help those businesses thrive?
10: Sure, I, I think it's good to note that uh, while we have had some recent closures, uh, we've never gone—you uh, know—no um, more than a few months. If someone closed, uh, that a new business will pop back up, and so what that shows is that if businesses want to be there. Uh, we just have to make certain sure, that we're working with a lot of the downtown real estate owners that we're getting—you know—the right businesses that can survive and, and have the right business model uh, for the area. So I think that's the main. Thing because clearly you know you got flying saucers in there since I was probably since I was in high um, school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you got businesses, uh, you, you know you got um, Daniel Bryan and all the business he's done. So clearly uh, business owners know how to operate and be successful and how to have had a long history. And so we got to continue to market and recruit uh, business that can survive and thrive there because clearly some folks have the recipe for success. And so it's up for the city uh, to make sure that we're working with the downtown real estate owners that uh, we're doing that. But also, you know, uh, we know there's a uh, has been, you know, an increased amount of our unsheltered brothers and sisters that have been there. And so there's some aggressive panhandling that we're working to address. That's the reason why we're opening up a micro homeless village uh, off of Roosevelt. And for those unsheltered brothers and sisters who want assistance, we can get them there. And so we're get, we're working on some strategies there uh, mm-hmm. as well because the city has to continue to step up. It's our responsibility uh, to address it uh, from that standpoint. But again, uh, we haven't had a history of businesses uh, leaving uh, the river market from uh, they left. Uh, it was for three to six months and then a new business showed up, and we've had some tenure businesses there. But also mm-hmm. want to highlight that we got to do a refresh of the River Market hall. Uh, we have some dollars as part of the Renewed Little Rock bonds that were passed last year that will be utilized to um, refresh that area. You know, As you know, that takes up about three blocks. And so yeah. uh, we got to try to do something new and fun there, particularly for families, but also for um, us adults uh, who like to have fun. And so I think we got an opportunity to really kind of revive uh, and reimagine the river market and create a new flavor.
3: I think that's exciting. All right, Mayor, thank you so much. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you. All right, very good. That is Frank Scott Jr. on the brand of moving and storage hotline. Got an Asher Record Live fan feedback a little bit earlier, and this is from Lee, uh, who was a disgruntled Cardinals fan. Justin, uh, me and some buddies used to frequent the river market almost every weekend. The construction turns people away, but the last few years have been bad in areas, I think you know what I mean, even during the day. Like Wes and I work off Highway 10. Or like Wes, I work off Highway 10, just getting there kind of stinks. There are awesome restaurants owned by great people there. If I go, I usually stay at one of the hotels, but weary of walking around. The silent auction night at Stickies was my first time in like two years. Hmm. Cardinals still stink, says Lee.
4: One uh, last night. Uh, one to nothing.
3: Yeah, still chasing the Cubs, who also stink. See what the Rangers look like without DeGrom in the mix. Well, they haven't had him for most
4: of the year. He only made six starts, and they're... 40 and
3: 20. They're doing dandy. Second best record in the uh, AL for sure. Maybe overall major leagues. I don't know. It Depends on what happened last night. But yeah. Everybody's looking up at Tampa right now. It's 11-58. We're back. In the next hour, entertainment birthdays and The Average Guy movie review from Rock and Roll There's Sushi. deal on select Kubota equipment, the number one rated tractor brand for durability and owner experience in the U.S. The versatile lineup features performance match attachments to help you make the most of your land. Right now, at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero
8: down, 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th. See them or go to KubotaUSA.com slash offers for full